Week one of the WPIAL football season is finally upon us, and for teams that did not play in week zero, the WPIAL football season has officially begun. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the second edition of the Whip You Whip Around on Pittsburgh Sports Now. My name is Brandon Rossi, and for those that don't know who I am, I'm a play-by-play broadcaster and public address announcer within Western Pennsylvania. I bounce around a lot from high school teams, college teams. Uh, last night or Thursday night, I did Wheeling University football, uh, and I've also done some stuff, at least this year alone, with Chartres Valley. Um, did some stuff earlier with Moon, with uh, New Brighton over the summer. But back to the task at hand, this week's episode is going to be more in line with what I have in mind for the show. So there's three segments. We have rising teams, rising players, and games of the week. This will encompass all six classifications, ranging from 1A to 6A, for each segment. And we'll just go right down the line from the lowest classification to the highest classification in each segment. So let's waste no further time, and let's look at our rising teams. Firstly, in Class 1A. Now, in Class 1A, there wasn't really a whole lot of surprise, per se, in or not surprise would be the word, but... Rather, you know, everyone kind of stayed where I thought they would or everything kind of played out the way I thought that it would. But the rising team, just based off of the amount of points that this team put up in Week 0, I got to go with the Fort Cherry Rangers. They beat up on Northgate 69-20, to and it was a stellar debut for quarterback Matt Sig. 9 for 11, three touchdowns thrown, 237 passing yards and also rushed for an additional 70. That's over 300 total yards of offense just by Sig alone with his arm and with his legs. His favorite targets, Ethan Folletto, six receptions, 37 yards, two touchdowns, and Shane Cornally, five catches for 88 yards. Not to mention Nate Hyrent, 12 rushes, 111 yards, and two touchdowns as well as the Rangers beat up on the Northgate Flames in Week 0. And if week zero, or at least this game, was a sign of things to come for Fort Cherry, I'd be very excited. Uh, it's not even for this season, but for the future with Matt Sig at the helm. Um, he is a freshman. He had one of the best debuts in recent WPIL memory at four freshmen. And the future looks bright for Fort Cherry. Let's just hope for Fort Cherry's sake that he can stick with it. Now going to class 2A. Um, there's really one, there's two teams. They both come out of the same conference that stood out. One team is Nishanik, who, uh, was victorious in week zero, but my rising team is Western Beaver. I mentioned that Western Beaver was last week was my number two team in their conference. Um, only behind Beaver Falls, who is a lot of people's picks in the WPIAL class 2A classification, but Western Beaver, no slouch at all as well out of the Midwestern Conference. They had a pretty impressive performance against the Beaver Bobcats. Yes, Beaver is losing a lot, but Western Beaver, they put on a very strong defensive performance against the Bobcats, beating up on Beaver 20-7. to Class 3A, there's not really a whole lot that stood out to me in terms of um, teams that jumped or made a big big impact um but rather it's one player that is responsible i think for the this 
this nomination for rising team and spoiler alert he's my player of the week in class 3a um this is the avonworth antelopes they beat up grove city 27 to 7 and the story there luke hilliard 23 carries 240 yards rushing and he scored all four of avonworth's touchdowns against the grove city eagles not to mention nate harper nine for 18 125 yards luke hilliard uh, making his presence known as a force in Class 3A um, and has Avonworth potentially as a heavy favorite in the Western Hills Conference. Avonworth was the only team in the Western Hills Conference to pick up a victory. Beaver lost 20-7 to aforementioned Western Beaver. Hopewell 40 to nothing losers. Quaker Valley 24-12. Seton LaSalle 38-7. South Park 19-6. And West Mifflin 40 to nothing. So it was a good day for Avonworth. And they're on the fast track, it would seem, to be the heavy favorites coming out of the Interstate Conference. Class 4A, a lot happened in this classification. Um, there's a couple teams that stick out in my mind as teams that are on the rise. First being West Allegheny. They're not my team rising, however. Um, just because that the, the victory over Moon... It wasn't surprising given the amount of talent they have coming back. Um, it was the amount of it was just the the pure dominance that West Allegheny had. I was as a West Allegheny broadcaster, I was a bit anxious to see how this Indian team would perform um, going up against a Moon team that was pretty unknown, uh, only returning two starters, and West Allegheny showed up and showed out, and we'll talk about them later on in the show. But my rising team. In Class 4A um, is the Mars Planets. They had a impressive come-from-behind victory against Montour, led by the coach's son, Eric Kasparovich Jr. He had an impressive day throwing the ball, 17 for 29, 187 yards, and a touchdown thrown, leading the Planets to that come-from-behind victory over Montour. He also rushed for a touchdown as well um, in the victory over the Montour Spartans, a game that I got to watch um, just uh, online. And Kasparovich, um, Kasparovich Jr., I should say, he looked pretty darn good. He had a couple bat throws uh, in the first half, two interceptions that led to two Montour touchdowns, one a pick six, and one that was that eventually led to a touchdown. But um, the, another thing that I don't think gets – said enough about this Mars team that really impressed me um, was the defense, especially on third down. Montour had 16 third down attempts. They converted four of them. That's 25% on third down that Mars was holding Montour. And it's not like Montour was not getting into third down situations often or not, not that often. They were in it throughout the entire game. And credit to Mars – um, they they were able to hold Montour on third down whenever it got the Spartans to third down. Also offensively, Evan Wright, another impressive performance, 142 yards rushing, had five catches, as did Aiden Alessio, five catches, 55 yards, and Hayden Mayer with three catches, 83 yards. The lone touchdown pass that Kasparovich threw went 25 yards to Jake Maple as Mars uh, got the week one victory over Montour after a lackluster year last season. Mars, well, they they turned some heads with that victory over Montour 
last week. Now moving to 5A, and really one um, there's one conference that I want to focus on because I thought for the most part every team in this conference um, that at least won in the Allegheny six they they did very very well. Um, so the look when you look at all of the teams, Baldwin they beat up. On, they beat up on a City League opponent in Brashear, 47-17. Bethel Park with a big victory over North Hills, 22-10. Peters Township, uh, since the 1980s, their biggest victory ever, Peters Township had. Uh, that was against Fox Chapel, 56-0. Upper St. Clair, a big victory over Norwin, 42-6. However, my, my rising team out of Class 5A, the South Fayette Lions, um, credit to South Fayette. They're a pretty young team, all things considered. In terms of age, they do have some experience coming back, uh, mostly Nate Deans and Christian Brandy at the running back positions. But the defense really stood out to me uh, for this South Fayette team. Uh, they they held Chartiers Valley 3-14 to on third down, 0-3 on fourth down, and only allowed just over 100 yards of total offense to Chartiers Valley including, at least by my count, 10 yards of passing from Char Valley quarterback Gavin Owens. And that's a Char Valley team that isn't going to be a slouch in Class 4A. Gavin, or not Gavin Owens, Lamont Payne, a Penn State recruit, and he was held in check by South Fayette. Only had two catches for minus one yard, and that was because, well, he had a a negative 10-yard play early in the second half. So the South Fayette, they had a an impressive performance. Nate Dean, seven catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns scored, one on the ground and one in the air. Dom Mons, his first game with South Fayette after transferring from Seton LaSalle, four catches, 67 yards. And someone that should be getting more notoriety, Drew Wilhorsky, freshman quarterback for South Fayette. Uh, he was filling in for Nico Lamond, and he had a pretty good day in himself. Yes, he threw two interceptions, but he also threw for just a shade under 200 yards. 14 of 17 was the freshman, and the quarterback factory continues. South Fayette, they've probably got the the best quarterback lineage in recent years, possibly ever in the WPIAL, ranging back to the early 2010s with the Brumbaugh's, then Drew Saxton, and then, and then Naaman Alameda and last year Landon Lutz, and now Drew Wellhorsky. Well, he could be the next in line as the next great quarterbacks in South Fayette uh, if he continues with the numbers he has. And then in Class 6A, five teams, as we mentioned. Um, I said last week, the game of the week, Seneca Valley, Penn Hills, whoever wins, it's going to be a statement win. Seneca Valley won that game, therefore they're my team on the rise. Um, now, yes, North Allegheny did get a victory over Alderdice, 41 nothing, and looked really good in doing so. But whenever Senate, whenever you beat a top-tier Class 5A team, that's going to turn some heads. And Seneca Valley uh, eked one out, one after Penn Hills missed a game-winning field goal, 17-15. And just the, the highlights, Graham Hancock's 130 yards passing with a touchdown throw on 13-25 attempts. Wyatt Craver, 107 yards rushing, and Luke Lawson was Hancock's favorite target. Seven catches for 74 yards. Now looking at our best players, or our rising players in the WPIL in each classification. First, we'll start in Class 1A, and um, 
Now, all of these are going to be offensive players just based off of their Week 0 performances. Um, firstly, Week 0 1A Player of the Week goes to Olsh's Nehemiah Azim. Um, Azim, he threw for 437 yards in a Week 0 win against Shenango on a Saturday game in what was the 18th best um, according to that, I got this off of Mike White of the Post Gazette. The 18th best um, passing performance in WPIAL history, and it's also the third best in Olsh history. The top two slots held by Tyler Bradley back in his senior season. The the record 459 yards he threw in 2018, his senior year. Um, but Nehemiah Azim he. He had a tremendous performance um, in in Week 0. And his favorite target, Darion Greer, he had 201 yards receiving, which is an Olsh record for most receiving yards in a game. And it smashed the original record held by Jamar Pearson. He had 157 yards against Burgettstown in 2020. Greer finished with almost 50 yards more. Um, with 201. Also, Dorian Tate, he added another 119 yards receiving in the victory over Shenango. Um, this Ulsh passing attack, if week zero is anything to go by, um, defensive backs are really going to have to watch out um, for this Our Lady of the Sacred Heart um, team, especially if the the numbers from week zero are anything to look at. Now, moving on to Class 2A, our Player of the Week comes from the Apollo Ridge Vikings. They had two 100-yard rushers um, in the 34-28 victory over Leechburg, the first being Carter Schrock, 149 yards. My Player of, of the Week in Class 2A is Nick Kersey, 200 yards rushing against Leechburg, uh, led an Apollo Ridge attack over Leechburg with over 350 rushing yards and about 500 uh, total yards of offense against the Leechburg Blue Devils, who will be a player in Class 1A when all things are said and done. Um, Apollo Ridge, if they, I mean, they're gonna the the ground game is gonna be the bread and butter, but also the dual threat of Carter Schrock. But Kersey, he had a, a, a an amazing performance against Leechburg. I'm looking forward to seeing how they follow it up in the rest of the season in class 3a i mentioned earlier luke hilliard is our class 3a player of the week 240 rushing yards four touchdowns in the victory over the groves over grove city out of district 10 and hilliard another impressive performance um for hilliard the running back um which at least in the last in the last 10 years or so, it's only the fifth highest rushing mark in Avonworth history. Um, the top, the top four ahead of him, at least in the last, in the least, at least in the last 10 years, Ian Siam has two of them, 244 yards in the quarterfinals last year, and another 262 yards in 2020, and then Jax Miller in 2019, 255 in the semifinals of 2019. In the championship game against Wash High, Miller ran for 291 yards. But point stands, Luke Hilliard, um, Avonworth, known in recent years as a passing team, especially with Peyton Faulkner. But 
Luke Hilliard is someone to watch out for in Class 3A. He's the sleeper, I think, of this Avonworth team. All the attention is going to go to Peyton Faulkner, and rightfully so, but teams can't discredit Luke Hilliard's efforts uh, if Week 0 is anything to go by. In Class 4A, um, this is the first of probably many for this standout, at least for this show. It's Rodney Gallagher. Uh, now, he didn't have the yards that some of his other companions had. Um, he didn't He didn't have – I mean, he switched over from receiver, from quarterback, and as I mentioned last week, he's basically the heart and soul of Laurel Highlands football. Um, but what stood out to me, five touchdowns against a Uniontown team that is no longer in the WPIAL. Rodney Gallagher, the WVU commit – um, safe to say that he's going to be a force in Class 4A, and he'll be looked upon heavily in Friday's matchup, which we'll get to in a moment. Class 5A and Class 6A players of the week comes from the same game. They're both the quarterbacks. Class 5A, Penn Traverse, Conlon Green. Class 6A, Kenny McMillan's Mikey Evans. It was an aerial assault in Cannonsburg at AHN Field at Cannonsburg Stadium. Um, Conlon Green, he threw for the fourth highest total in Penn Trafford history, which is saying a lot given just how dominant Penn Trafford has been or prolific Penn Trafford has been through the air in recent years, throwing for 335 yards against the Cannon McMillan Big Macs. Almost squandered a big lead late in the second half, but were able to hold on and turn away the Big Macs and our Class 6A Player of the Week, Mikey Evans, was a big reason for Kenny McMillan um, coming back, so to speak, from that big deficit. He threw for 309 yards of his own in the loss to Penn Trafford. And if I'm not mistaken, that is it is the second highest mark in Kenny McMillan history. It is a career high. There's only two 300-yard passing games in Kenny McMillan history. The first is Jordan Costelli back in 2016. He threw for 324 yards against Shaler, which is the school record. And Mikey Evans, second with 309 passing yards last week in the loss to Penn Trafford. Evans did set the single-season record for passing yards with over 1,600 passing yards last season. I'd be very, very surprised if he doesn't leave Kenny McMillan as the all-time leading passer in, Cla- in Kenny McMillan history. Um, and it was a very, very good start for Evans to reach that plateau. Now let's look at our at our Class 1A games of the week. Yes, I said games because there's a lot to talk about. Um, in Week 0, there were it was kind of an appetizer, so to speak. Week one through week nine, now we're in full force. And now let's look at our Class 1A games of the week. Firstly, we have Fort Cherry at Carmichael's. As I mentioned, Fort Cherry, the team of the week, after the 49-point drubbing of Northgate, putting up 69 points, which is a very nice total, all things considered, for the Rangers. Against the Carmichael's team, they're coming off of a 25 nothing beatdown of Waynesburg Central, and I got a roll with Fort Cherry on this one. Uh, Fort Cherry moving from classifications. They were formerly in the Tri-County South um, a few years ago, 
and the Fort Cherry and Carmichael's, they always seem to find ways to f- play each other in different sports. This year, no exception. And I got to stick with the Fort Cherry Rangers on this one. Although Carmichael's should put up a fight in this one. I would not be surprised if Carmichael's walks away with the win in this one. I think this could be the closest game in Class 1A, all things considered. Other games, Western Beaver at a Class 2A travels to Class 1A. Shenango, Western Beaver, a big victory over Beaver. Shenango falling to Olsh last week, and I got to go with the Golden Beavers to roll in this one. Uh, Xander Lefebvre, a four-year starter at quarterback for the Golden Beavers, and he, um, I'm expecting him to have a big day against Shenango, a passing attack uh, or a pass defense that allowed 437 passing yards to Nehemiah Azim and Olsh last week. Um, now, will Lefebvre put up numbers like that? I doubt it, but um, certainly something to look at for sure going into Friday's matchup between Western Beaver and Shenango. A lot of people are considering this the game of the week. Olsh at Rochester, two big rivals um, in Class 1A. They Olsh, who I was the Whippeal runners-up last season, going up against a Rochester team that could be a dark horse in Class 1A. Um, th- this is a tough one, but just based off of the experience coming back, I'm sticking with the Olsh Chargers in this one. Um, but again, another close call. These two teams always play hard. Rochester has been, for the better part of a few decades, has been the top one of the top teams in Class 1A, or the lowest classification whenever it was four classifications, now six. And Olsh, um, a new power, and I'm expecting big things from Olsh this season with the firepower coming back. Wash High, Clareton, Class 2A Wash High. Uh, big victory last week, and Clareton falling to Westinghouse in the City League. I got to stick with Wash High in this one. Wash High beat up on Clareton pretty badly last season. Um, I don't know if it's going to get that bad this year, but uh, Wash High, they look really, really good. Although the game is in Clareton, so that could be something to look out for as well. And then finally, our Class 1A Game of the Week, two Catholic schools going at it. Greensburg Central Catholic takes on Bishop Canavan. Greensburg Central Catholic is a sleeper in Class 1A, and they're the only team out of their classification, or out of their conference, I should say, the Eastern Conference, to come away with a victory in Week 0, a 56-35 victory at Mount Pleasant. They, uh, the defense, not particularly impressive, but the offense made up for it by putting up 56 against a Mount Pleasant team. Bishop Canavan, don't let the, the 0-1 start fool you. They they played uh, one of the favorites to win the state title in Steelton High Spire and play with them pretty darn well, if you ask me. Um, so just based off of that, I'm sticking with Bishop Canavan for this one. But uh, this will be a fun one to watch for sure. Class 2A with our Class 2A Player of the Week, Nick Kersey and the Apollo Ridge Vikings. They host the Valley Vikings, and that game I don't think is going to be particularly close. I'm sticking with Apollo Ridge in this one. And our 2A Game of the Week, and I don't think there's really much of a debate as to what the Game of the Week is in Class 2A. Steel Valley takes on Stowe Rocks. There, This could very well be 
Um, one of the this could have been last season. It realistically one of the favorites for the Class Two A championship game. This year, no different. Still Rocks is returning a lot of firepower. Steel Valley has Cruz Brookins and Greg Smith leading the way. Um, and when you have a lineman as big as Greg Smith in Class 2A, that's huge. No pun intended. Um, and Still Rocks, the skill is, I don't know how they're not getting the notoriety that they, that they deserve, but um, Still Rocks, I think they're the favorite in this one. I'm going to go with Still Rocks in a very, very tight game. Um, not to mention, too, this game is in Still Rocks, and we'll see how that plays a factor as well. Class 3A, no doubt what the game of the week is here. Laurel Highlands in Class 4A travels to Class 3A, Bell Vernon. Uh, the Leopards, they have a gauntlet to start non-conference play. Uh, Laurel Highlands this week, not to mention they have to take on Penn Trafford. They have to take on Thomas Jefferson um, and McKeesport. Um, which Bell Vernon's up for the test, for sure. Um, I think this game will go a long way in telling how um, how Bell Vernon will attack that schedule entering the season. Um, last year, everyone hyped up the matchup between Devin Whitlock and Rodney Gallagher. This week, it's Rodney Gallagher versus Quinton Martin. Um, last year... Bell Vernon beat up on Laurel Highlands pretty good, 56-14. I'm expecting Bell Vernon to win this one, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as last year. I think Laurel Highlands is much improved from last year, and Bell Vernon, um, yes, they're missing a lot, but they also have, as I mentioned, one of the best junior classes in the WPIL, if not the best class in the WPIAL, um, and I got to stick with Bell Vernon in this one. Class 4A, our team of the week, Mars, is hosting Newcastle in a matchup of two familiar foes, at least on the basketball hardwood. And Newcastle, a big victory against Summit Academy, 49-0, which was expected. Um, Now, Newcastle, they're interesting. They're a young team. They looked really good against Summit Academy. And Mars, they're also really young but they beat a Montour team in come-from-behind fashion. Um, I'm real, I can't really get a gauge as to how this game is going to go. I think this game will be another statement game for Mars if they were to come out victorious, which I do. I'm picking Mars to win this one at home against the Red Hurricane. South Fayette is traveling to West Allegheny um, for a game that I'm going to be on the call for. And just for that, I'm not going to provide a prediction because I don't want to ruffle feathers, um, regardless of if it's West Allegheny or South Fayette. But um, I will say this. Between Noden Tracy from West Allegheny and Nate Deans from South Fayette, those are the athletes everyone's going to be looking at. Um, The two keys, those two and how the lines perform. Both lines pretty similar in size. West Allegheny more experience coming back. Whoever wins the line of scrimmage is going to win this game. Um, South Fayette will probably air it out more than West Allegheny will, but if the whoever wins the line of scrimmage is going to win this game, and I'll just leave it at that. Avonworth travels to Central Valley for our Class 4A game of the week, and this is a dandy. 
Avonworth was the uh, was the second place team last season behind Central Valley in their con- in their conference. Central Valley, that ridiculous senior class with Landon Alexander, Sean Fitzsimmons, and Matt Merritt leading the way. Um, Central Valley still has some firepower left as they showed off last week in the win versus Trinity. Brett Fitzsimmons had a pretty good day running the football. Seven carries for him, 106 yards, three touchdowns scored. And Antoine Johnson, limited action, but threw for over 100 yards. Javon Thompson caught a a touchdown reception for Central Valley as they rolled over Trinity 43-20. And this one... I don't think it's going to be as bad as last year in which CV won 43-6, but I am picking Central Valley to win this one. Class 5A, a pair of rivalry games highlight our games of the week in Class 5A. First, McKeesport travels to Penn Trafford. These are former rivals in in what was Class 5A before McKeesport dropped down. They've had some barn burners of matchups. And McKeesport and Penn Trafford, it's all about... The skill of Bobby Boyd versus the beef of Penn Trafford with Joe Enoch, Conlon Green at quarterback. Um, And it's going to be interesting. Um, McKeesport, they're known for their running backs with Boyd and Jamil Perryman. Penn Trafford's known for their size this year. Um, And this one, I think size wins out, and I have to go with Penn Trafford in this one in a very close game. And our game of the week but not by much, another rivalry game. Woodland Hills travels to Gateway. Um, Woodland Hills, similar to Penn Trafford, in which they have a lot of beef returning on that offensive line, three starters, and they're mammoth starters at that. And Gateway, they have a lot of skill coming back, and they've got weapons all over the field. We mentioned who could have been the Class 5A player of the week, Dallas Harper on the show. Um, I know that Ben Tenuta from KDKA was giving him a lot of love, and rightfully so. He had a monster game last week against Mount Lebanon. And Brett Birch, he had another great game, 293 yards passing for the junior Brett Birch. Um, And a Woodland Hills team coming off of a big victory last week at Chambersburg. They defeated William Penn 28-24. I'm sticking with Gateway in this one. It's at Gateway. It's going to be a close one. These two teams, no love lost for one another, and I think Gateway comes away with the victory. Class 6A, there's three matchups in Class 6A. First is Bethel Park at Mount Lebanon. That'll be a tough one, but those are that is not the games of the week to watch out for. Cannon McMillan has the 6A player of the week, Mike Evans. He'll look to get past a North Allegheny team that is loaded, especially at the junior class. Um, North Allegheny, a big victory last week against Alderdice. Logan Kushner threw for over 160 yards. Kyron Boyd, seven catches, 100-plus yards receiving. And North Allegheny has had its number with Kenneth McMillan, and I think it stays that way. I think the Tigers come away with the victory on Kenneth McMillan's senior night, but it's going to be a fairly close one between those two. In our game of the week in Class 6A, once again, it's the Seneca Valley Raiders. They're hosting another tough opponent, another team called the Indians in Peters Township. Um, Peters Township, to me, was a mystery coming into this season. I had absolutely no idea what, how, or how they were going to be this year. 
Well, they turn a lot of heads with that 56 nothing victory over Fox Chapel um, that won a playoff game last year against a pretty good Upper St. Clair team. Um, Peters Township, a Class 5A team, if, anything, if last week's anything to base it off of, um, it's going to be a fun year for Peters Township. But I still got to stick with Seneca Valley in this one. I think the experience outweighs um, what Peters Township brings to the table in this one. And Seneca Valley will come out with the win. But another one-possession game, um, which is probably a good thing for both of these teams, especially when they get into conference play. Seneca Valley has that daunting 6A schedule in North Allegheny and Central Catholic on the schedule later on this year. And it's probably good to have experience in those one-score games going into the season. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Whip You Whip Around. Thank you so much for joining us on Pittsburgh Sports Now and the week one edition of the Whip You Whip Around. Be sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Ross, two underscores, E-Y-E. Once again, I'm Brendan Ross. I signing off. Thank you so much for joining me on the week one edition of the Whippy Whip Around on Pittsburgh Sports Now.